On this week's episode of Red Dead Radio, we talk Tombstone, tons of Red Dead Redemption 2 news, our starting playthrough with the original Red Dead Redemption, and mustaches. Yeehaw! If you enjoy Red Dead Redemption, check out reddeadradio.com to find out more, and if you want to back the show, I'd be glad to have you do it there. Red Dead Radio is a part of Hot Blip and a Jump. Hello, friends. Welcome to Red Dead Radio, the Red Dead Redemption podcast. I'm your host, Jared Petty, and I'm joined by today's wild, wild guest. Yee-haw! It's Greg Miller, everybody! Not understated as expected. That's what you'd expect when you bring Greg Miller on a podcast. Do you expect understated? You expect not to blow up people's speakers? No, definitely not. Not going to frighten anybody there. No. As always, going straight to the wild, wild guest, Greg. We are right here to talk about Red Dead Redemption and all things related to it, which means I got to ask you, what's your relationship to Red Dead Redemption? Where's that? Where's that begin? Dude, I love Red Dead Redemption. Yeah. Uh, I remember it very well, obviously. Uh, I was working at IGN when it was coming out. Uh, Obviously, we were all super stoked because it was Rockstar. It was, you know, it was Rockstar doing something different outside of the GTA world, but keeping so many of the things we loved. And the fact that, you know, cowboy games aren't happening all that often and great cowboy games aren't happening all that often right and i i had for red dead revolver i'd never played okay and i had played gun instead mm-hmm. and i liked gun a lot gun keeps coming up i think yeah. we're just gonna have to have a gun centric episode Gun soon. was great it's yeah. you know it's a game it's a game that was so good portillo pissed on my lap because i wouldn't walk him because <laughs> i was like let me beat this boss let me beat this boss and little puppy portillo finally just cl- climbed in my lap and looked at me in the eyes and paid all over well me. that's kind of not his fault I no mean, not at all you very much guy out. Yeah. but it was my first dog and he was you know he was a puppy i didn't know what i was doing yeah uh, but that was all, a puppy. This was almost a decade ago. I know, right? I was living amazing? in Missouri, sitting wow. in, in my uh, Columbia, Missouri, two-bedroom apartment after college. Wow, which probably cost less than a studio. Don't, 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 you don't even want to know how much. You want to know how much that cost? I'd love to know. Two-bedroom, two-bath apartment in Columbia, Missouri, post-college, five hundred dollars. There you go. Yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I rented a house in North Carolina for about that much before I moved Terrible. here. Terrible. Yeah. Uh, but then, uh, yeah, I went to IGN. Red Dead started becoming a thing, and we started, you know, covering it. And I remember it was one of my favorite previews i think ever where myself eric brudvig and hillary goldstein went to the rockstar loft that they used to have in downtown sf and we all played and the idea was we were all going to do something different and i think it was that i'm rusty now uh brudvig played the good guy i played the bad guy okay and hillary just walked he just walked he didn't do anything (laughs) i'm gonna walk off this way and see what i could find okay so at the end you know we finished we all wrote our previews but it was like sitting down and talking to each other about choices that were different and how this played out that way and like the random stuff we'd all find was amazing did you enjoy being a white hat Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Was, was that your decision that you were going to be the good guy? I mean, or well, was no, that, Brodvig, I think played the good guy. I think oh, I played oh the bad you guy. were the bad guy. Yeah, I'm sorry, yeah, yeah. I misunderstood. Well, My apologies. Because when the game eventually drops, I knew I was going to play the good guy. Okay. I'm going to be the good guy, Jim. Right. The comic books and Superman for thirty odd years That's of my life or whatever. So there is no man in the black hat. There's no, no. secret Ed Harris inside your heart when no, it comes to. No, all right. Of course not. Of course not. You're the good man. You're going to be the hero. I mean, like you know, jumping ahead when I get Red Dead and I'm so invested in it. This is one of my. If you're a, a kind of funny fan or a Greg Miller fan in general, maybe you've lapsed since. I dropped off the face of the earth. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you're, you've I just, never, you can't haven't find been around. Me anywhere. Yeah, you're uh, one of my, out of I, the public eye. My definitive Red Dead story is this: that I had played the entire game as a good guy, John Marston, doing the right choices, doing the right things, saving people, being good, and I completed the side quest. Right, that you don't fully understand. You're just doing stuff, but it was to get the flowers for the old man oh. to give to his wife. Mm-hmm. And I gave it to him and he's like, all right, come on in and meet her. And we walked in. He's like such a lovely old man. We've been chatting the whole time. We walk in and as many people remember, I would assume and spoilers, if not, 
uh, his wife is dead and she's just yeah. a mummified corpse in the rocking chair. And he yeah. gives it and this man clearly is suffering from dementia and just can't keep it all together. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, you know, the, it popped up. PsyQuest completed or whatever. I, John Marston, I walked John out of the house, walked him in front of the house. And in like one of the most like for me, cinematic poignant moments, right? Tilted the camera up, saw this beautiful Vista. And as Greg Miller in real life, but as John Marston, I went <sighs> deep sigh. And then I opened the menu and I put on the bandit mask for the first time ever. The first time ever put on the bandit mask to hide my identity. I walked back into the house, walked behind him and shot him once in the head. Wow. And it wasn't me. It wasn't the GTA. Let's get five stars and fuck with the cops. It wasn't me. Like I've, I've killed a hundred innocent people. This was a definitive moment in my narrative of red dead redemption that belongs solely to me, but was influenced by the character I'd created and who I thought John was. And the fact that this guy, he need, he's not living anymore. This, you know what I mean? Like all yeah. these, I have to euthanize him. No, this, this, that kind of story and the decision you made there, compelled by the narrative to do something yeah. that had no particular gameplay right. repercussions. Right. It was about the story that emerged around you. Chris Kohler, who I'm a big fan of, works over Kotaku, uh, likes to point out that GTA games are about telling those stories. They are yeah. about emergent stories happening and telling your friends and the people around you about this thing that only happened to you you were on the you were on your way to the same quest everybody does but a bobcat attacked you and you tumbled off and then these guys came and you got involved with them and chased them and found a new side mission and i think that red dead does that honestly and in, in, in many ways even better than gta i agree and i think a lot of that has to do with the fact that it, it is gta is always going to have a parodic edge to it red dead has a little of that in the movies the motion pictures yeah. and stuff but mostly red dead plays it pretty straight well red dead was just so crazy right because it just gave you in red dead redemption one because it just gave you this giant open wild wild west you know what i mean in like wiki wiki even with gta you were you you had the constraints of the city you know what i mean and so like venturing you never ventured in with in the now obviously they've tooled around with this in five and stuff and i mean venturing outside of the city it wasn't that you were going to run into necessarily something awesome it wasn't that you're going to run into nothing you know i mean getting on a horse and just riding off into the desert and just seeing tumbleweeds and cactus and nothing else breath of the wild was the first time i felt that feeling since red dead Mm -hmm. and it took me a while to pinpoint what what it was focusing in on and i was like yeah. oh wait a minute i remember this this is this is less chatty red dead yeah and i was i was just shocked when that realization kind of clicked in breath what? of the wild obviously built on that structure quite a bit and did some innovative new things but fundamentally that sense of wonder at the wilderness around you and emptiness oh yeah they, that game realized very well and i feel like for me personally it's something i take a little bit for granted now with your ubisoft game air quotes about run ubisoft right mm-hmm. of like cool this is going to be an open world check check box game you know what i mean i'm gonna go through and cross things off my to-do list yeah and then it obviously has been in gaming forever but for red dead it was the first one where i wanted to do everything i wanted to go hunt everything i wanted to upgrade everything i wanted to see everything and i that's happened for in games before but i remember distinctly doing things that i don't think i would have done like hunting before mm. i don't think was really a turn on to me in other okay. games whereas this one was of like 
okay, cool. I'm getting more powerful. I'm doing all these things. I want to get off and figure it out and make it happen. You got, I see you got a surprise ad in. I like right to get kind of funny. Pretty I like amazing. To, I like to slide in the kind of funny. Hey, ad whenever you I should check out kind of funny. What's this kind of funny you speak of? Uh, kind of funny.com. We have a whole bunch of video game shows and cooking shows and game over Greggy shows and all sorts of stuff. All kinds of other beautiful Jared things. comes by at least once a week. I'd say you're he, pretty familiar. If, if you if you're watching this, I think there's a 99 and a half percent chance you've heard of kind of funny. But. Another thing about Red Dead of how what a moment in time it was for how important it was. And I'm going to put you on the spot now. Oh, when was Red Dead Redemption's release date? Uh, that was in 2010, I believe. May, late 2000, uh, mid, late 2010, I think. What do you know? What month? You know, was it, you I know? should know this, but I don't. No? Okay. no, I didn't look it up. Okay. Oh, I, see, look here. I'm running a show. I don't know what's going on. I'm on it. I'm I don't on know what's it. happening because I think it's uh, there might be some serendipity. In I think here. it was a late 2010 Red game. Dead that's that's my Red remember. Redemption. He's he's looking up right now looking on that right their now, telephone on the, on the telephone. As yeah, say. you know, yep, I was right. May 18th. May. Look at that. I know it says that. The reason I remember this is because as we record this and even as you listen to it because it's going up tomorrow next week i go to e3 judges week where i'm the judge for kind of funny i see a bunch of behind closed doors games and all this stuff yeah uh other sites can bring other reporters they just can't go to every event Mm -hmm. and i was when i worked at ign for the longest time i was never the ign judge but i was part of the support team so when these things were open everybody i could i remember going there in 2010 doing seeing these unreleased games these things you couldn't talk about till e three whatever not being able to go to a bunch of stuff but i distinctly remember when it was the final day and we had like one last appointment but we had hours before it damon hatfield ty root and myself drove to an la best buy to buy red dead it, it must have been friday when it <laughs> that's came a great out, day so that we could come home and i'll just play it when we got there oh and wow. I, it's like such a distinct memory of us all going off to buy that game which is interesting because while it had a multiplayer component uh most of the stories i hear people talk about with red dead at least up to this point are about talking with other people about things that happen yep. in a single player world yeah that's fairly rare i think uh, is, is that your your experience or? yes no i feel like it's gotten i think they were tip of the iceberg on it for a yeah. lot of us i think you know and that includes i think gta to an extent but understanding the story choices here and the different ways you can yeah. handle it and your john being different you think about it now we take it for granted with a telltale game you take it for granted with uh a god of war where you're out in a world and something's going to spawn on you in a different way than it'll spawn on somebody else yeah. you know what i mean or a choice you make leading like to something that. different we're going to move on to the next segment because there is a lot of news to cover. The next segment being shootout. That's right. Oh, look, I love this. I'm all, I'm all set. I'm, ready. I'm really enjoying the, uh, I didn't, I didn't expect the e-haws. I didn't know you had a cowboy hat here. Thank, I have this thanks to Greg Miller in Calgary. Okay. He ran for, uh, other Greg Miller. Yeah. He ran for an election there. Yeah. For whatever supervisor. He didn't win. But when it when it but when we hit it off together through the internet, he sent me cowboy hats. Alberta. That's kind of spectacular. Yeah. So other Greg Miller from Alberta sent you cowboy hats. Yeah. Kind of great. So you have plural. Yeah, there's another one in there, but I think it's for Jen, so it's even smaller. I don't think that would fit my head. No. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna have to get in a custom one for my enormous head. That's just but shootout, that's where we talk about the Red Dead Redemption 2 news. In case you missed our last episode, we recorded right after the trailer dropped and right before the giant IGN exclusive blowout of Red Dead News. And there has been a lot of Red Dead News, so much so that we may not get to all of it today. But let's talk through a few of these items. So people at IGN have played a slice of Red Dead. These sons of bitches. They've gotten hands on. Yeah. Holy cow. And we got some first impressions from that. Rather than read the entire article, because it is long, instead, I'm just going to touch well, they had a whole on... they bunch, too. Yeah, they had a whole bunch of articles. And they've got this kind of cool... Uh, 
plug to my friends at IGN, got this kind of cool, hey, everything you need to know about Red Dead, all in one place page. Yeah. That then links out to all the other individual articles. I also really appreciate it, you know, when they, you know, you and I are old timers from IGN. We are. You know what I mean? Old guard. When they redesigned the front page, I was like, I don't know if I like this, but this just changed, right? However, when they did the Red Dead, that was the first time they did it where all the like the four top images that, all lined up to make one. I was it like, was so was cool, cool looking. Cool. Yeah. It looked great. I yeah. love that. That was really clever. I also very much enjoyed that. So let's talk about gameplay details because we've been like trailer, trailer, trailer. Sure is pretty, sure is pretty, sure yeah. is pretty. What about the game? Well, now we know some things about Lay it the game. on me, okay. Jared. The overall first impression that I get is that this is a entirely new iteration on what we're going to expect mm. from open world gameplay. It's kind of like a place where what I'm seeing here in the preview is if breath of the wild and Skyrim kind of met Okay, and from breath of the wild, that wide open, beautiful, austere nature. And from Skyrim, that idea that there's a world where something is always happening around you. Sure. Where those meet, but are amplified. Okay. That we may not have a genre nomenclature for exactly what kind of game this is. Okay. What I mean by that is we think about open world games mechanically as a guy with an exclamation point over his head. I'll go to him. I'll get the quest. I'll start that quest. Get to it when I want to. It's yeah. in the. It's in my. It's in my to do list. Exactly. That whole idea of that to do list. Yeah. And that popping up to people and that happening seems to be more organically integrated mm. into the world than we've seen before. Okay. You give this base camp you work out of, and everybody has a life. It's not just that there's a guy out sweeping a porch. He goes through a day, and depending on what needs to happen in the camp that day, he's off doing all those things and passing through his cycle, and you can encounter him at any time in that and contextually. So he need, you need, he he's in charge of cooking. So that means he's in charge of making the fire, which means he has to at four a.m. or whatever. Not four. Yeah. He's got to march off and get the wood and chop the wood and bring the wood and put it there and move yeah. that stuff. Yeah. Although the impression I get is that maybe, and again, I don't want to put too much projection onto this, but maybe if somebody else made the fire, he might have to do something else. Mm -hmm. Or and that when you talk to him, depending on whether he's on his way to the wood or whether the fire is already lit or whether it's day or night or whether you've talked to somebody else that your interaction with him is going to be entirely different, plus your moral choices and your mm. attitude. Gotcha. And it's going to be kind of invisible under the surface. So you will always have contextual discussions to be able to have with people, but they will not be the same. Gotcha. And you won't really know what's making the difference, huh. except that it's natural. So there's not going to be the clearly, this is the good choice, this is the bad choice, this no. will lead me to that, that'll lead me to this. No, what I saw from that preview instead is is a world where everybody you interact with, if this works out the way they want it to, you're interacting with in a very real life, the seams are hidden kind of way. That's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. Which I think is rad because I don't think we've ever, Breath of the Wild kind of did that until you talked to somebody. I mean, Breath of the Wild is all about making your own fun, but that world's empty, and that's why it works. Yeah. This seems like an exp the next step on that. Kind of like, you know, Witcher 3 hit that pinnacle of interaction with great story quests, and Breath of the Wild with great immersion. This seems to be, okay, story quest, main quest, side quest, quest? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not so clear anymore. Interesting. This is life, and hmm. you're in it. Okay. And the narrative classical structure of a video game is much more 
hidden and not hidden in a man i'm frustrated i don't know what to do way hidden in a wow this all makes sense way interesting what do you think about that that sounds awesome that's, right that's why we well, that's why when i talk about red dead right i'm not talking the first, my red dead story i tell you isn't my the final boss battle of red dead right it isn't the lead up to john getting his perfect life to you know then having it all ripped away it's me telling you some inane story. Yeah. <laughs> totally a thing that just is on the sides that doesn't matter. That it to me was his life, was the life. What of they're day. showing seems to indicate they just leaned into that. Yeah. That, like that they got what made the game special yeah. and went for that. Now, obviously, this is a slice. This is early. That's in that long preview. That's a lot of what I gleaned from. That's awesome. Have you ever had that experience in a game before outside of those little moments? Not knowing what matters and what doesn't matter. Yeah. No. Right. You know what a side, you know what a main quest is. You know what a side quest is. I mean, maybe GTA kind of used to do it in an interesting way where it wasn't beating you over the head of like, this is the gold star, right? It would be the letters. And you're like, well, in the beginning you start, you're like, oh, how do I, oh, okay, if I do enough of them, that opens up this next thing, which is the main gate to the next thing. Yeah. Oh, that's what I like about uh, about this idea. We were talking about God of War and how well it, it sort of redefines what a single player game can be. Yeah. Breath of the Wild was that for me for multiplayer. Mm. And I'm kind of wondering if only a year after Breath of the Wild, I'm going to get for multiplayer. Oh, or not, mean, not multiplayer, pardon me, open world. Okay. Thank you. I just don't have to use I words. was going to say, I, I thought you were going to make an interesting argument of like the multiplayerness of us all being in the same world, but not. And no, then how you talk I'm not nearly clever enough. I was enough. there. I was there if you wanted to throw me the thread. I would not, try, it's a good I'll try to make you a little story blanket. Actually, here it's a lasso, my friend. Oh, my apologies, everybody. That's right. Throwing out lasso. Lasso truth. Just throw it around you. Find out what's up. I look you know, like the vigilante. That was a tangent right there. Moving back to the main story. Open world game. And maybe a year later, we're going to see that redefined again. Um hype is always suspect of course but they've actually seen some of what's there and this fits the mo of where rockstar was building in gta 5 yeah point number two he's news number two uh we saw john yeah uh, yeah we did fresh scars or fresh cuts not fresh scars. cuts yeah, that's yeah, right yeah. what do you think of john marston I like John Marston. Mm-hmm. I, I I obviously have a connection with him, playing with him for as many hours as we did in Red Dead. Um, I liked that his story was over. Uh, my hope here is that what we see from him is passing. I mm-hmm. hope real quick it's. I love I love the, just the premise, the elevator pitch, right? Mm-hmm. That you're part of this gang. Yeah. Bank robbery goes wrong. You guys are on the run from bounty hunters and the police or the cop or whatever they call yeah. it. Yeah. Coppers. Yeah. The coppers. Marshals. Well, it's 1899. The era of outlawry is just about over. Yeah. I mean, if you go much farther into the future, if you want to be an outlaw running around with the with being chased by the government, you're John Dillinger. Yeah. You know, you're yeah, Tommy yeah, yeah, yeah. guns and, and, a, and a car. The age of the old West bandit didn't last very long and it was never a great life. And I think this game's going to reflect that a lot. You, you, you ever seen the wild bunch? No, I think it's going to lean in. That's another episode we will absolutely have to have uh, eventually. We're going to talk about Tombstone here in a minute. But Yeehaw! Yeah, exactly. But I think the Wild Bunch talks about that, the end of the age of banditry and being able to be an outlaw. However, everything I'm seeing indicates this is not John's story. Yeah, no, and that's my hope, is that I hope we see... Uh, it was cool to see him in the trailer. I hope it's like a crossover, what, in... Uh was it Vice City where mm-hmm. uh, the protagonist from Three showed up? No, yeah, yeah, it was, he right? was in Vice that, City. Yeah, because you, you went to New York at one point in Vice City, didn't you? I forget. Yeah, I, I'm I, trying no. to figure out the timelines. It's either Vice up. City or San Andreas, but I'm almost positive it's Vice City where you go to where you go to. Uh, I, it's like a nice little nod of that. Oh, yeah. I know that guy. I know where he's going. Or but Liberty I hope it's to be like, all right, cool. Yeah, I'm breaking off in my like. Yeah. All right, cool. The we're on the run. 
this is what's happening. They're after us. Half the gang goes that way. Half the gang goes this way. And we're with the gang that isn't with John. What I'm expecting is we're going to be Arthur. Um, for maybe the whole game. I mean, they did the character switching thing in five and we're very proud of that. That's complex. It's hard to do. They might lean into that more, but I'm more expecting we're going to play as Arthur and we're going to get insight into John and other characters from that observer's position uh, from outside looking in and that we're going to spend most of our time in John's head or pardon me, Arthur's head yeah. dealing with our world and our involvement with John will be exactly how much we want it to be. Mm, I don't think he's going to be thrust on us. I'd okay. put it that way. I think I think they'll want to rip him away early because they don't want it to be the same old, same old. They don't, they want to keep you on your toes. They, I mean, like, I, it, I forget, in Red Dead Redemption, because it's been a long time, you're playing it right now, do we get uh, what what the separation between him and the gang was like? We get what? some of it, right? But, like you have to imagine this is going to be planting the seeds for that. Yeah. So if we could just break the group up and everybody goes their separate ways in the beginning, not for good, obviously they'll be coming back together in, in and out each other's lives. Yeah, I bet you we see a lot of each other, but I don't think they're going to hit us over the head with John okay. again. That that doesn't fit. That, yeah. I mean, has Rockstar ever done that in any game? No, just had a, a protagonist that yeah. we bring back and, and make a major part of what's happening. No, 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 no. Yeah, I, I mean they, they're always willing to try new things, but I think that unlikely. Um, the other thing is this idea of I, I want to lean back into this a little bit that blurring in the side quest stuff, but the idea of a world with a life of its own from a technical sure. perspective. Yeah. Obviously, the trailer was beautiful. You saw the trailer, yeah, and it's gorgeous and the color palette stuff we talked about last week. But you ever see the movie Jumanji? Of course. What did you think of the scenes where they cut away to the NPCs talking? That's great, right? Yeah. Like what did that, you like about that? I mean, like, I, that's what you always want to believe is happening, right? Uh -huh. You want to believe that there's something under the hood, that these characters have a life, that they're doing their own thing. It reminds me a lot of, as we describe it, and I know this is obviously very uh, fortuitous, obviously, in terms of timing, but it reminds me a lot of Westworld, yeah. where Westworld, like, we got to see what, what was interesting about season one was getting to see the hosts go about that. All right, cool. This is what I do all day. Yeah. And you see that they actually are, buy she's buying the condensed milk to go back home, blah, blah, blah. But there's variables in it of somebody finding it, somebody interacting, somebody talking to them, something changing, and how that then, you know, uh, mutates their story and what's happening for the day for them. Exactly. In the same way, you a figure, if they're doing that here, that's what's going to happen in our game, where I interrupt the guy who's going to go cook for us, and he do that doesn't happen in your game, so he still cooks for everything. Yeah, and something else suddenly occurs, and then yeah. a, a bobcat wanders into camp that yeah. day, and yeah, like... I'm excited about this. There's actually a lot more news to go through. We're going to save that for next week because there's just so much and we have other stuff to move on to here really quick. So very quickly, our next segment, I love those segments on the trail and on the trail is uh, the beginning of my playthrough of the original Red Dead Redemption Ooh. returning to that first game. And I started it up this week, got it loaded there on that Xbox one backward compatibility yeah. and hopped right in. Now not playing on the one uh, X because I don't have one X. Sure. Apparently very pretty with a one X, yeah. but right now I'm playing it on the regular. Con I wondered what it was going to be like, Greg, to go back to it. Have you gone back to it? No. You know, uh, what? Undead nightmare was my last time that I ever touched everything. So here's the good news folks. If you decide to play along and this would be a good week to do it. If you want to hop back in, yeah, go. It's worth going back to. This yeah. is an old game. It's almost a decade old now. Jeez. Um, yeah, not weird. It's crazy to say. And guess what? It's still really, really good. It's a true classic. Yeah. Uh, I spent enough time with it this week to go. Oh, my memories were not rose colored. Good. There is that first. Somebody asked me, "Hey, uh, you know, that first hour is it? The first hour is the first hour. 
It is learning how to navigate a world, getting into the story. It is very tutorially, but it's interesting story tutorial with good dialogue and a lot of hooks and fascinating characters. You meet Bonnie very quickly yeah. there. You learn the basics of there's a lot of mechanics in that game yeah. that they were introducing the way that riding works, the way that the obviously the quick draw and the duels work. They've got to make all that familiar to you and acclimate you to your freedom of choice. That process is much less painful than I thought it would oh, be. Yeah? Yeah, I mean, I, I probably got, I probably burned through all that stuff in an hour. And after that, there I was in my world, and I was pretty much free to do what do I what wanted. Do what you want. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I ended up unsurprisingly using a lot of that freedom to play poker. Of course. Now, you mentioned to me before the show, you've never played poker. No, I don't know how. Okay, so I'm, I'm going to teach you to play poker with real money at some okay. point. Okay, okay. But poker was one, I spent more time playing poker than I spent wandering the range in the original Red Dead, <laughs> I think. I played a lot of poker. Yeah. Because the, Poker engine and it's really not bad at all. It's actually pretty good. Yeah. And you sit there on the table and play the cards. Poker night at the inventory. I played a lot of. Yeah. Um, so I wandered around, found my poker game, but immediately my, my real joy was was the anecdotes started right off the bat, even in the tutorial. As I'm racing alongside Bonnie in the obligatory learn how to ride a horse, we got to race Mr. Marston. I'd forgotten about Mr. Marston. Um, <laughs> racing along there and there's the bridge ahead and i'm like oh, i'm gonna cut ahead and i leap and my horse just plummets off this bridge headlong into a rock wall that i did not know was there and just it was like it Bam. was like a looney tune splat i yeah, was wily yeah. e. coyote if it had been a cartoon the little i just stuck against yeah, the wall yeah, like yeah. this and i was like it just happened and <laughs> i was just playing in a scripted part just how this, and this plays. beautiful beautiful moment like that breaks out right there and sure enough, I, I get on my horse and I go out to ride across the range and I'm riding along the road and I encounter a stranger and I find a treasure map and I clear a fortress out of bandits and I discover the combat's still fun. Yeah. But this week's experience was very simple. I rode along in that ridge just as the sun came up and yeah. I didn't plan to ride along a ridge just as the sun came up, but I did. Yeah. And the world woke up and I was all alone and the music hit just the right key by pure happenstance mm -hmm. and I was transported. And what was very strange about it, and I don't want to babble here long about this, I didn't live in the American West <laughs> last time I played Red Dead. Yeah. I'd never seen the American West last time I played Red Dead. Yeah. I was a different person. I had never ever seen california i'd never been to the dakotas i'd never seen this i'd never been to keck at that point i don't think i've ever even been to kansas yeah and these are not fictional places anymore mm -hmm. i've watched the sun come up over these lands and wow even on that ancient rendering engine did they ever get it right yeah beautiful game yeah and what you're talking about, though, you know, is that you didn't plan that to happen. The music just happens to happen. That That's what Red Dead is. That's yeah. why Red Dead's so special. And, like, tr trying to put that into words for people when they write into, like, Kind of Funny Games Daily or whatever. Right? If I missed it and I just don't understand why people love it so much, it's because you have those crazy natural moments where you do get lost in this world and you aren't feeling like you're playing a video game you feel like you're living this life on the open range which is so weird and stupid to say but that's what it, it is. is and it feels strangely even though you're a 
cowboy dressed in a crazy cowboy outfit yeah. and you're doing crazy stuff and you're meeting crazy people in the wilderness and tying people to train tracks. Yeah. There's still a weird groundedness to it that feels like reality in the best possible way. I love it. Yeah. Thanks, Greg. That, that's. I have a so, question before you switch off. Yeah, yeah absolutely. How, so people, you're, how are you choosing where to stop, start and stop? You know what I mean? And how, are you are you trying to give people milestones if they're playing along at home too? I'm playing slow right now to give people time to catch up. Okay. And I will continue to. I want I, my goal is to have the game done by the time the new game comes out. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, but that's several months away. Sure, you got time. So, he no, I'm afraid if I give people too many milestones for the next week, yeah, yeah, yeah. that I won't play Red Dead the way it's meant to be played. Mm, so it's just let it happen. Dead. what I want to tell people for this week, if you're playing along with me, I am playing through, I played through the tutorial, I've done the first couple of missions there with the town sheriff, I've cleared out a fortress there at, at, uh, at uh, Twin Rocks, and I've done some wandering around. And if you're trying to play along, that's the pacing. Next week, I'm going to follow that storyline a little more and gradually work my way back toward dealing with Bill and the Fort and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but at this point, play through the tutorial and doing some wandering around. If you want to play ahead, you know, more work your way toward that you. fort. But that's where we're at right now. Thank Got you for you. asking. No problem. So uh, moving on to the next segment, my friend. Let's talk about Tombstone. <laughs> Greg Miller, each and every week here on Red Dead Radio, we don't just talk about Red Dead Redemption or cowboy video games. We talk about the influence of Westerns and pop culture because Red Dead is such a cinematically influenced game and experience. And it's obvious that Rockstar dug into all kinds of wonderful stuff for that. Let's talk about this here movie, Tombstone. I asked you, hey, what's a Western you want to talk about on this show? You said, without much hesitation, Tombstone. You said, what's your favorite Western of all time? Yeah. Why? I said Tombstone. And then I did a thing where I was like, wait, let me let me make sure. Yeah. Because it's a question I don't think about often. I don't, you know what I mean? A lot of, what's your favorite video game? Got that. What's the best Oreo? Got that. Okay. Favorite place to get chicken wings, of course. What's the but, best Oreo? Uh, Berry Burst. Very good. Yeah. Um, and now that's your best everyday Oreo that I could just eat over and over again. Okay. If I'm like treating myself, it's going to be the golden birthday cake Oreo. But that, that's you can only have so many of. That's very special. The pumpkin spice, very good as well. But I digress on all this. <laughs> Um, yeah, it was a clear the mechanism moment, right? Blank slate. What's the best Western? I was like, Tombstone. Okay. And like, yeah, you ask why, right? And it's you, thinking back, I was like, when I said it, why? I don't know. Kurt Russell's great. It's a cool Kurt Russell thing, is great. You know what I mean? Blah, blah, blah. But watching it again two nights ago with Jen, like it, I don't know. I think the last time I watched Tombstone, you know, start to finish all in one sitting, I must have been. 12 you know what i mean and since then wow. it'll pop up on television or something you'll watch a part of it or you'll drop in and out of it you know what i mean and you'll get things commercial breaks it'll be on tv or whatever but to sit there and be dedicated to it and now be an adult watching it it's funny to watch it and realize what they're doing and what they're doing of course is making a modern movie but making it feel like a classic western mm-hmm. and it's they're driving it home from uh, i was trying to get to it on imdb the narrator at the front and back of the film i know he's famous oh robert mitchum yep and i know he's like a cowboy like yeah. he's the western dude yeah. and the way they set it up and then the way it just like when it ends and it's like he just like runs through all, like all this shit in their lives right yeah blah blah and he and like some other western film guy was there and he wept yeah Bam, that's wept. the end of it it's like wow like all right beat me over the head that like this is it but like watching it you know, I don't think Jen has no, you know, being French Canadian has no leg to stand on in this. I don't think she knows Westerns well. And she, I don't think she'd seen Tombstone. Okay. And she's just like, 
why is the music being so dramatic and why and i'm like because it's a western like they're leaning into trying to give a film with modern people that my dad would my dad loves old yeah. westerns and they're trying to make that happen again i feel like silverado and tombstone are are twin brothers sure. like they're very different movies in terms of their casts and the times they were made and but they are both spectacularly successful efforts to do exactly what you said yeah. create a new an old style western in a modern movie and man they nail it is it still your favorite western after watching oh my God, it as an adult yeah. yeah yeah and it's like yeah. watching it just like I couldn't get over like, and I, I obviously remember, of course, like, okay, yeah, Kurt Russell's in there, yeah. right? Yeah, and it's like, but I'm like, but it, that it, cast. <laughs> that's the thing is, and, and Val Kilmer's in there. But like walking through, I was like, oh yeah, I forgot. I kind of forgot about Sam Elliott because yeah. Sam Elliott's in it before Sam Elliott's a big before he's like the cowboy. Beef. Sam Elliott is yeah. What for dinner? <laughs> yeah, exactly right. Uh, have you watched his his newest one, Hero? Oh which, no, which no, is, I haven't. Which that. is kind of like it's not obviously, but it's kind of parallel. It's like he's doing like a. These commercials were baked beans. No, uh, barbecue no. baked beans. I missed this. He's, no. he's an actor who got famous being a cowboy, and now he's like in, in the past his prime and trying to find his thing. It's really good. My, you my, gotta watch it. My favorite Sam Elliott modern role is his other Ron on on Parks and Rec. Oh no, I don't watch. I watch Parks and Rec. He's no. so great as other Ron. But oh. no, I mean, yeah. Then you go through this cast, right? Kurt Russell, Val Kilmer, Sam Elliott, Bill Paxton, Powers fucking Booth. That guy was rad. of Nashville fame, and eventually yep. the MCU. When and I was like, why is he in this one thing? Turns out. He's like Agents of Shield. I miss it. And I'm going to come out and say this: Curly Bill Brocious, Powers Booth, best role, nails it. He's really good in Nashville. He's so, what's that? He's really good in Nashville. He is really good in yeah, Nashville. He was, he was Raina James's uh, dad for season one. Wanted to put a baseball stadium in. I still, I, I love he was great that. in it. Like he's, he's good. when he comes out of the opium den, den, <laughs> and like starts just shooting and everything, and then and then he kills the sheriff of the town, yeah. and. Then afterwards, you see he didn't mean to do it. Right. Like, it is like, oh, man, you're a shitty kid. Oh, no. Like, you, okay. You totally did They're, not mean to shoot I'm that I'm empathizing guy. with your strung out drug adolescent right now. Which, by the way, that is a reasonably historically accurate depiction of what happened in that moment. Oh, yeah? Yeah. He did not mean to kill that guy. Wyatt Earp really did get Curly Bill off for murder. Yeah. Like, he is the reason Curly Bill was not prosecuted for murdering that guy. And he really did kill Curly Bill a couple of years later in a nice. gunfight nice. where there were bullets going through his coat. Like both those things actually happened. All right, I'll take it. Uh, Powers Booth, Michael Bean, of course. Yeah, Mr. Eighties. Yeah, you know, Terminator. 80s, exactly. Aliens, Charlton Heston. Forgot all about him when he popped up. <laughs> I was like, right, that's an awesome callback again. To like, yeah. here we are, the classic. Jason Priestley's in it. Yep. Just being this guy who I I, I read uh, what I'm reading into right is closeted. Falls in love with Billy Zane's character, of course, I, at first yeah. sight. Can't make those feelings known or anything. But right, like, but you do see that there. Yeah, it's, exactly, it's exactly. The, Thomas Hayden Church is there. Yes, Sandman himself from Spider-Man 3. Right. Uh, Dana Del Delaney, who I know of, but like I can't. Yeah, like, she's been a lot of things. Michael Rooker. In like, the first role I've ever seen, and, I, and I, don't get me wrong, I'm not, I'm not like Mr. IMDb for Michael Rooker, a.k.a. Yondu, but I mean like, I remember in Mallrats thinking Michael Rooker <laughs> looks old, right? I forgot he was. And in then he that. was in that horror movie too that I always screw up when yeah. I talk about it. But like here, like you're a baby Michael Rooker when I'm watching this. Yeah, Billy Zane though, also a baby, and then Billy Bob Thornton. Yeah, well. he's just you're sitting like, there playing cards at the table. Damn, what an age for actors that all these people were in this movie before they were huge deals. That line when and and on top of that, the superb directing, great action directing, and um, this movie, the writing that when Billy Zane. Or not Billy Zane, pardon me. When um when Billy Bob Thornton thanks Wyatt Earp for not killing him. Yeah. Like just that that really you know. But Val Kilmer obviously stealing oh, sure. every, you know, you might go now. I'll uh, be your Huckleberry. I don't know. But oh it's just what yeah. 
in a movie full of great lines, what's your favorite? Oh, it's got to be. It's and it's because of delivery, and then just in the moment too. But it's got to be when they come to try to kill Wyatt Earp on the train when they they think he's leaving disgrace, and he comes up from behind and shoots him, and he just saves the one guy, and he's just like. What is it? You run, you cur. You run, you cur. <laughs> you yeah. tell all the other curs I'm coming, and hell's coming with me. It's pretty rad. Fucking Kurt Russell kills it in this flick. He does. And not only just being like, okay, cool, I'm going to have this badass mustache. Not only I'm going to be this manly man, Wyatt Earp, blah, 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 but like when uh, Josephine walks in that first time and he's just, oh, hell. Yeah, <laughs> like, like he knows he's like, screwed. Oh, no. And then when he's riding and it happens again, he's like, oh, hell. And then when his brother dies, right? When Bill Paxton dies or whatever. Yeah. And he goes out there crying and like, and like that could be overacted and stupid and what and it's not it's, it's not. totally like wow you're seeing this guy come apart and it's such a western moment that yeah. it, they somehow managed to make it tonally not cheesy and beautiful and sad and i mean he's literally standing in the rain yeah, like covered, covered in, in his blood. brother's blood yeah and the two women that he's involved with are both on either side of him yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. It, why, that shouldn't work. No, it shouldn't. It and that's the thing. You watch it. Like, it's so you can easily see it tipping over to being like whatever. But like yeah. at this point, I'm so in, and I'm so into all these characters. Yeah. And I, it's like the thing of you know. I feel like it's obviously hinted at and done. But like Sam Elliott, you know, uh, uh, his character going to become the town sheriff is like such a light switch flip. Yeah. But it's like all right. Well, I saw him being disappointed, and like mm-hmm. well, I, I'm not like judging it badly on that. But it's the way. Even once both brothers go, yeah. Wyatt Earp's like, no, I don't want to do this again. You know what I mean? I've already done Dodge City. I'm not about to do it again. Yeah, like, I'm done. I'm, I killed a guy. You don't I wanna never want to do that. Yeah, you don't want to play how this is going to play. And a lot of that, again, this movie, very Hollywood. Sure. Very Hollywood. But as Westerns go, one of the most historically accurate, at least in terms of theme, okay. that you'll find. Okay. Which is really odd considering how Hollywood it is. Yeah. Now the Wyatt Earp Western with with Kevin Costner really does dig in to the history end. Uh it, it suffers as a movie for that to a point. Sure. But it does reflect a little more probably the way it actually rolled out. But things like Wyatt Earp not killing many people or things like the the weird relationship between him and Doc Holliday and how that played out or it does cover a lot of those crazy historic bases. It's one of the stories that was almost larger than life. I mean the Cowboys were a real gang sure um now here's a question i have for you mr jared petty knows everything in the whole wide world yeah. jen asked me this and i've said this before i don't think i've ever said it on a podcast you get Uh-oh. exclusive here All right. marrying someone from another country where english is her second language is such a great primer for when we have kids because we're just watching it's like i don't understand why are they called cowboys i thought yeah. all and i was like that's a great question i have no idea why the gang that our cowboys eventually cowboys becomes common nomenclature for red dead and everybody in a hat on a horse. Well, people were called cowboys before the gang. Okay. The gang just took the name, the cowboys with a capital C and called themselves that they really were a kind of a a loosely affiliated group of lawless people uh, in the midst of a place where there just wasn't a lot of law. And what law was there was corrupt. Uh, I mean, when, when you have the sheriff riding after them with the posse made up of cowboys, yeah. remember there at the end, yeah, Sheriff yeah, yeah. Beans following them? That really happened. Yeah. He just deputized a bunch of cowboys and went after the federal marshal. Nice. It's just weird. Yeah, uh, that yeah, act. Yeah. Wyatt Earp didn't kill nearly as many people as he does at the end of that movie, but yeah. they did go well, kill. That, that was the fun, like, 
tonal shift of that, right? Where he's like, listen, I only killed one guy before and you don't want that on your conscience. Yeah. And then it's like, I'm killing everybody, everybody. in cold blood brutally. He was like, yeah, yeah all right, why? whatever. He <laughs> did kill like four or five people after that and at least a couple of them he probably did kill in cold blood. Sure. Um, but he I mean, they did that. Well, they, they did have a coming and uh, the judge in Tombstone after he tried to convict a lot of these guys and the judge said next time something to the effect of i don't want to get miss this quote next time if you leave them in the bushes they can't testify <laughs> like they can't get off if they're dead well that's my favorite thing too after yeah. the the shootout right and they all chase off in the uh the whatever u.s marshal who's also famous but i, I don't have his name in front of me yeah when he walks up and in erp's like i'm not gonna let you arrest us today oh, that, <laughs> you know what i mean that actually happened i'm sure he did that part of the movie is real that's awesome yeah sheriff being walked up to him and he's like i don't i don't think your girl arrest me today yeah what yeah, a movie what a flick weird though. yeah great I, i'd love to dig into it more we're running short on time okay. we, we've got a we got another uh, actually kind of funny show to record kind of funny games, yes, so, up next, that's right coming up very soon but we will go back to the gunfight at the okay corral we haven't touched on nearly all of this um because there's several other movies about it yeah Eventually, we're going to have a very conclusive OK Corral themed episode, I think. Ooh. Yeah. And then we're, we'll, do, we'll do a roundup very quickly with Red Dead. Um, where do you see the influence in Red Dead from Tombstone? Oh, I don't know if I'm versed enough in Westerns overall to credit mm. anything in Red Dead to Tombstone. I would think the same themes you see, though, would be the fact that Tombstone becomes a town I believe in real quick. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it becomes, I like how they, it's such a weird thing of setting up even like literally wider gets to town, right? Meets the guys and it gets walked around. He's like, all right, yeah, these, but why isn't this one? Why isn't the Oriental uh, successful? Oh, well, you know, people don't go there and he goes in and takes it over. And it's yeah. like, that is such a video game. First quest. It is of go in there, beat that guy up. This is how you'll earn your money to use it here. And so like that's a great tombstones. Analogy. The town of tombstone looks so much like the town of red dead. And now granted, that's because Red Dead wants to look like the Westerns. But I think it speaks to Tombstone, how this movie Tombstone did such a great job of having a fully functional, realized town there where you saw, you know, your uh, casket makers and you saw everybody yeah, like out there that. doing their thing and having their job. And all these I agree. That's saloons. that's beautiful. I, I, and I think it does for Red Dead kind of did for games what Tombstone did for Westerns, along with Unforgiven. It helped bring that mode of storytelling into the modern consciousness yeah. in the medium and do it really well. Took something classic and, and reinstituted it. Final question about Tombstone: uh, Best mustache in Tombstone? Oh, it's got to be Wyatt Earp. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a lot. There's a lot of great mustaches in Tombstone. Yeah. but I mean, Kurt Russell is just on another level. I'm going with Virgil, actually. I'm really? Going with Sam okay. See, mustache. here's the thing, and I think I might be grading on a curve because I know how Sam Elliott's mustache looks in other movies. Yeah, whether I'm talking about Roadhouse or uh, all the, uh, the Big, Big Lebowski. Lebowski. That's yeah. what I was reaching for. Yeah, yeah. yeah, or even Hero. Like, yeah, Hero's a great movie. You should watch it. Okay, I, I'm excited about this. Okay, actually. Cool. I, I it's actually show. it's a fun thing of like. Alternate universe Sam Elliott who oh. would have been in this movie. Sam Sam Elliott is my man crush. He's great. Right? I would kiss that man on the lips. Okay, well that 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 ensures you'll never meet him. Oh, well, that's probably true. Moving ahead very quickly here, running out of time. So let's uh, let's do this. Luck of the draw. Draw the top card. We got four questions on random topics from the audience. Have nothing to do with westerns whatsoever. Okay. Depending on what suit you draw here, that's going to decide the question. Let's go for it, Greg. I'm drawing. You're drawing. Let's draw. Spades. All right, got a spades. Spades is Ross Hill's questions. Pretend you swapped lives with the person you're talking to. What do you think you enjoy most about being them? Oh, okay. The other person responds with the perceived benefits of their life. Greg, if you were me, uh, what do you think you enjoy about being me? I think you have 
the most positivity of anyone I've ever met. <laughs> I feel like, and I know that, don't get me wrong, I know that behind the scenes, you, as we all do, deal with drama, bad thoughts, depression, everything else. But the you have such an interesting lens on the world. I would love to have that because I feel it makes you such an eloquent speaker oh. where you say stuff and I don't know if, yeah, I mean, I, I know, I know you do it because it's how you speak, but it makes it for such a good uh, storytelling mechanism, whether it's you at a bar, whether it's you with your wife, whether it's you on the show, the way you'll slow down and start really meticulously choosing your words. Whereas when I get excited about something, I speed through them, slur them, and just say whatever the hell else I'm trying to think about and get out there. That's very kind of you. No problem. What would you want out of my life? A couple of things. Um, from a greedy perspective, I think it would be rad to have the platform you've built for yourself with your talent and your effort. I think it would just be fun to have the opportunities you've created for yourself be a normalized part of your life, which mm. you've never taken it for granted in my eyes at all. Sure. But I do think it would be both extremely exhausting and incredibly exciting to live the life that you do vocationally. Okay. Um, I wish I had your unending energy. Oh, and again, yeah. I've seen you tired, but yeah. you do seem to have a reservoir of energy that I envy even on top of your exhaustion. Um, but I think most of all, I'd love the opportunity to do what you do using your powers for good. Um, you, I joke, and I'm not, I'm not trying to be, uh, I'm not trying to brown nose you here, but I think for the most part, you look at what you've been given as an opportunity, not what you've been given, what you've earned and been given, as opportunities to make the world a better place wherever you touch. Mm. You try to help people. You try to open doors for other people. That has been consistent with you pretty much the whole time I've known you. And I think that that would be a very tiring but rewarding way to live. Thank so, you. That means really cool. Thank you. That would be mine. Uh, Real quick. Yeah. Can I ask my my Virgil, Kevin Smith, uh, Kevin to come over here? You're texting me about the Comcast, right? Oh, we got something going on here? Yeah, our internet sucks. Here, you All can right. just take my phone and keep DMing with them. All right. So we're having a little trouble here. That might lead up to some, oh, goodness, some games daily delays. Well, we are really getting close. I, I need to get one. us out of there. All right. So being very, very quick, uh, Pony Express, we've got Yeehaw! our first batch of letters. We are running out of time, so we're going to go through these real quick. Lightning round. I see it. Lightning round from James Davis. I see a lot of people asking, do I need to play Red Dead Redemption 1 before jumping into 2? This includes myself. How do you think Rockstar will accommodate this crowd? Do you think they'll even have to? I, I'm all, I mean, Red Dead's an amazing game. I am of the mind you should have played it by now. Right now, do I think you need to? No, because I'd be afraid of you burning out. I think we, you're, well, you're replaying it. I think I, I, I get to come in with this rose-colored glasses, my memories of Red Dead, maybe not so much. Like, for me, I always talk about it. Like, I was all in on Red Dead, and then when Mexico hit, I felt like it slowed down. Yeah. And I put it down for a few weeks, and then surprisingly came back to it, which never happens for me. Beat it, loved it. I feel like what Red Dead 2 is going to do, or Red Dead Redemption 2, is go in and what didn't people like? Everyone says that one part, right? So I feel like pacing is going to be tightened up in a way that I'm going to play this one. And when I finish it, be like, man, it was awesome. And it was more red. And it was, you know what I mean? It was what I wanted out of it. I think you're going to miss John Marston moments, uh, a Bonnie moment. There's going to be, there's going to be mm-hmm. call forwards, I guess, instead of backs call forwards to what will come or call backs to what happened in the last game. That'll be there for us and be neat. Like, oh, I know that place. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think they'll be there, but Rockstar has been pretty clear this is a self-contained story. Yeah. And that I, I have, while well, I encourage you to play Red Dead, 
one Red Dead Redemption, you I, they're being pretty transparent. You don't have to. Yeah. And you're going to be fine. Yeah. Uh, they know that a lot of people played it. They also know a lot more people are going to play this one. Second from uh, Mark. When I think about Tombstone, I think, ah, about all the great mustaches. Hell yeah. Do you think there's ever been a greater collection of mustaches on screen since then? Justice League. Oh, that that was hilarious. I, I love that. That uh, was very, very No, funny. I don't think there has been. And again, I just can't get over the cast. Yep. You know what I mean? I remember the big players in it, but getting in there and just seeing people, person after person, I totally, again, Powers Booth, I still know with all due respect, I think, uh, rest in peace, Powers yeah, Booth. Yeah, rest in peace. Uh, I always remember Powers Booth and everything I know him as as an old man. So to see him as Curly Bill, I'd be like, oh man, oh. you're like a contemporary. Yeah, <laughs> that's like, weird. Woo, that's you're, great. Yeah. So we are, I have more letters here, but we are absolutely out of time. Therefore, I'm going to read those on the next episode, episode three. Final little bit here before we step out. Sure. It's our Red Dead Redemption Poker Tournament. You're going to be our first player, Greg. Ooh, you're going to get a so poker. So I'm guaranteed to be champion. You're guaranteed to be champion okay. this week. And we're going to keep playing poker every week. Whoever's got the best hand, they're the champion. You're just going to remember. The, okay, yeah. I see. I so see. I'm going to deal you five cards here. Then I'm going got to play it. five card draw. You're going to look at them. You don't know the rules to poker, so this should be great. Yeah. Look at your five you're cards. Tell me how, I have to put down discard, Yeah, you right? have to tell me how many you want to replace here. Oh, my goodness. All right. Uh, I'm going to replace two. Two. Sticking two. Two cards. All right. Show your hand. Hold on. Let me organize them. Right, organize them. Organize them. So I think don't know how poker works. This is very exciting. A full house. A full house, he says. A full house. That is definitely not a full house. <laughs> but that is absolutely a pair of nines. Yeah, see, okay. Right? That's what I was trying. I lined them up. Yeah, look at that. King 10, 9, 9, 4. Yeah, that is in poker a pair of nines. And I discarded a six and I discarded another four. Okay, well, you probably. Did you have the four before? No, the four came in after I discarded that four. Okay, you know what? Came out with a pair of nine. Pair of nine. Five, five card draw. You can win. I've won plenty of hands with I'm a pair a of champion. nine. Will the next guest beat Greg Miller in the poker tournament? Who's the next Find guest? out next time. That's a very good question. I don't know. Oh, okay. I'll tell you later. <laughs> I should probably be able to announce that. But Sam I don't Elliott. know for sure yet. We're but getting you Sam Elliott. I'd like that very much. He's like, what's a red dude? Yeah, I'll let you know soon. Friends, thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being part of this. If you want to see Greg Miller do more, where do you find that? Kindafunny.com. That's K-I-N-D-A. Not kind of. Kindafunny.com. Yeah, might spot me there every now and then as well. I get to hang out with them every now and then. Uh, Red Dead Radio, the Red Dead Redemption podcast, is a part of the Hot Blip and the Jump Network, hotblipjump.com. You want to know more about us there? You want to back the show on Patreon, do other things like that? Want to talk to some nice people? That's the place to do it. You can also visit that at reddeadradio.com. If you want to mail us, it's mail at reddeadradio.com. Thank you so much for watching and listening. Giddy up, saddle up. See you next time, friends. Hot Blip and the Jump Network. That is hot. Thanks to Patreon producers Robert Need. Austin Riley, Ed Calderon, and Jonathan, whose generous support makes this show possible. 